0: Welcome to Weston Sermon Podcast of the Week. We are so glad you've joined us today. If you have been encouraged by our ministry and would like to support us financially, you can do so at give. Thanks for joining us this week, and we hope you enjoyed this week's message. We get our schedules filled, uh, our our spending is allocated to our budget, hopefully, and, but, but everything takes up space and room in our lives and really the the heart behind gathering at a busy time like this is to simply make room to simply make room uh 2020 is around the corner and so this sunday don't forget at 10:30, we're going to close out 2019 we have our new year's eve event that uh, we have over 100 people coming and uh, the sign-up's closed, by the way, December 24th, last night at 11.59. I'm going to make one little exception. If you're here and you didn't sign up and you're like, could we come? We're, Pastor Miguel, we're just going to say yes. And so just let let us know, myself or Pastor Miguel, and we'll make sure to get you in. Uh, because you're here, we'll make room. Amen? Amen. <laughs> and so... Uh, in the time that we have today, um, we have a, a good year plan, but we just want to say, God, what do you want to speak today? Make make room, make room uh, for what God wants to share. I want to read out of Matthew chapter one, verse 23. If you have your Bible, is it okay that I'm standing down here? Yeah, I think you can all see me. I'm tall enough. I have a mic, so I'm loud enough. But Matthew 123 says this: "Look. The virgin will conceive a child, and she will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. And this is a direct quote taken from the prophetic book of Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. And so it was prophesied long before Jesus showed up that there would be Emmanuel, God with us. And surely today, as we've been singing, as you think about the story of Christmas and we've been reading from the passages the last several weeks, that surely He is God with us. And out of Luke chapter 2, verse 7, it says this, She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging or room available for them. And and we read from this text also. But the emphasis and the title of my message this morning is make room. Make room. And it's important for us that we understand if I don't make room for something, I'll never have room. And we talk about calendars and I'm going to give some free advice and it's still advice that I'm learning from. But if you don't Plan your day or your calendar out. People will gladly do it for you. And they'll fill up your time. What about your money? If you don't plan or, or budget how you're going to spend your money, there are good marketers that are going to tell you how to spend your money and they'll show you how to do it. And before you know it, like... And I heard a saying that if um, if you don't plan how you're going to spend your money, money has wings and it'll fly away. <laughs> so... Uh, we have we we understand these principles but with God it's the exact same way with relationships it's the same way if you don't make time or space or room you'll never find the time one of my goals with Priscilla over these next two weeks is to take her out on a date and so well we got gift cards so I, it's, it's kind of easy right the gift cards, that's, that's wonderful, but guess what? If you don't make space, you could have all the gift cards in the world. And you'll never be able to enjoy it. So we have to even make room and make space for that. And uh, I, I just sense the excitement in the room already. It's going to be a good morning. But we're going to go on a date in the next two weeks. But again, we have to make space. And... Um, You know, another example for some of you who are more, your brain is wired like mine. Can we put the first image on the screen? Anyone ever see this on your phone? Do you know some of those people in your family? Every event or every birthday or party, they're like, oh, oh, wait, 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 it's full. I have to delete like three images so I can take three new ones, right? We have these kind of people in our lives and the reality is we understand I have to I can either delete the last 3 photos so I could take 3 new ones or sometimes you're like you know what I just need more capacity more space uh, on a new phone perhaps I don't know but you cannot take a photo there's not enough available storage to take a photo but listen you can manage your storage in settings so no one sees this picks up the phone, and calls Apple to complain, or, or whatever maker of your phone, right? No one would do that, because we understand, well, the capacity is 64 gigs, and once I fill it up, I have to figure out what's most important, what I keep, what I remove, and I want to submit to you that in life, it is the same way, and you might say, well, where's God in all of this? Where's God in my situation? Where's God? I don't see Him. I don't hear Him. I don't feel Him. I don't know if He's really there. And I submit to you this simple thought that maybe your capacity or your storage in life is so full that it's not that God's not there. It's just you have so much other stuff. And maybe you need to delete some things to what? Make room. And you need to make room for God. But I love it. You can manage your storage. I mean, Apple's telling us this is how it works on the phone, but I believe God is telling us this is how it works in your life as well. That you need to be able to make room. And in the same way, if we never leave room for Jesus, it's not God's responsibility or it's not his fault. He's already done his part, the gift has already been given. But now it's time to make some room. Make some room and make Christ central in your life. Make some space. You see, the more stuff you have, the more work it is to make room. Think about that. Anyone ever have to clean out a garage? Every uh, fall, this year I did it a little later, but we have to convert the garage from summer mode to winter mode. So what does that mean? We have our bins for garbage, recycling and compost. In the summer, we leave them on the side of our house. But in winter, it doesn't work. They get frozen in the ground. I rip all the grass gets ripped out. So we said, "You know what? We're going to put them in the garage." But now we bought all these bikes for the family, and then it's like a puzzle piece and you're like, "Ha, how, how do I make space? How do I make room?" So I had to buy hooks. I had to find a corner where we can hang all this stuff. The more stuff you have, the harder it is to make room. And and in life, it's no different. The busier you are, the more things you find yourself acquiring or doing, the more stuff there is, the harder it is to make space. The more commitments you have, the harder it is. We don't like to break commitments. We like to keep commitments. And, And I get all of those things, but here's the thing. The more stuff we have, the harder it gets to make room. And so if what Jesus has for your life, follow me for a second, if what Jesus has for your life is bigger and better, that means you have to make more room. You follow? It's very simple. It's not hard. And we're believing in 2020 for bigger and better. It doesn't mean from a car you're going to get a shiny SUV. That's not what we're talking about. But we're just talking about what God has in store for your life in terms of the blessing. And I'm not talking money or stuff. I'm talking about what do you need here? What do you need God to do? I believe it's going to be bigger and better. That some of you, you, you've had an encounter, but God wants more for your life. And He wants to pour out more into your life. But guess what? If it's better and if it's bigger, you have to make more room. And so a service like this is a great way to make room. Because in the busyness of family saying, Hey, come, we're going to meet. Some of you told me, you said, we, we're, we left and we're going back after. Like we took a pause for an hour to be in church today. You're making space for God. You're making room for Him. And here's a phrase that I, if, we, if you remember nothing, just remember this. I believe it's on the screen. Prepare to the extent that you want to receive. Prepare to the extent that you want to receive. And to help unpack that phrase, I want to jump to the Old Testament for a second. And there's a story of the Shunammite woman in 2 Kings chapter 4. And I want to read just a few verses with us because I think it's going to make a lot of sense when we get there. So 2 Kings chapter 4. And we'll begin reading at verse 8. And here's what it says. One day, Elisha went to the town of Shunem. A wealthy woman lived there. So note that she was wealthy. And she urged him to come to her home for a meal. After that, whenever he passed that way, he would stop there for something to eat. And she said to her husband, I'm sure this man who stops in from time to time is a holy man of God. Let's build a small room for him on the roof and furnish it with a bed, a table, a chair, and a lamp. Get this, then he will always have a place to stay whenever he comes by. One day, Elisha returned to Shunem, and he went up to this upper room to rest. He said to his servant Gehazi, Tell the woman from Shunem, I want to speak to her. And when she appeared, Elisha said to Gehazi, Tell her, we appreciate the kind concern you've shown us. What can we do for you? Can we put in a good word for you to the king or to the commander of the army? No, she replied, my family takes good care of me. But get this, later Elisha asked Gehazi, what can we do for her? Gehazi replied, she doesn't have a son and her husband is an old man. Call her back again, Elisha told him. When the woman returned, Elisha said to her, as she stood in the doorway, next year at this time man of God, don't deceive a son in your arms. No, my lord, she cried, O oh, man of God, don't deceive me and get my hopes up like that. And I want to stop there because we see a few things happen. She was wealthy. So on one side, she had a lot of stuff. She had everything that she could need. And when they asked the question, she said, No, I'm, I'm okay. I'm good. My family takes good care of me. On the other side, she made room. How? Well, from seeing the man of God come by and just offering him a meal, she said, You know what? To her husband, we need to make room in our house for this man of God. And they build a room on the upper part of their house, they furnished the room. What are they doing? The principle is right there. They simply made room. Yeah. Made room. Made room for what? The, the man of God. But not just that. The anointing that he carries as well. And this story is an interesting one. You read it on when you get home. But on one side, they're like, what could we do for her? And you know what I love about the question? When you make room... If she never made room like that, the man of God might have never had the time to ponder, how can we bless this this woman and her husband? Think about it. If all she would do is, here's the meal, here's one hour together off on your way, maybe that's all it would have been. But it says, on this day, he went up to the upper room to rest which meant he was—he had time to rest and to think, to ponder. While he's there, he's saying, Hmm, this lady's been very kind to us, very generous toward us. She opened up, she made room. What can we do now to bless her? And I believe when we make room for God, God doesn't just show up and dwell among us. His presence doesn't just rest in us and with us. But I believe God says, what do, what do you need and how can I fill that need? And I believe this is God's heart that we're also seeing reflected here. And so Elisha says to Gehazi, bring her here, let's ask her the question. But in her own knowledge and understanding, she's like, I'm good. I have everything I, I need because money, money can buy me all the stuff that I need for this life. But there are some things that money can't buy. And, and again, they're not satisfied because they want to bless her. So Elisha says, no, what, what can we do? Because the first question was to her, what do you need? She says, nothing. He says, what can we do for her? And they come to this, well, she has no children and her husband's old. And so they say, bring her back. And, and this could only have been the word of the Lord to her. But by this time next year, this is what's going to happen. And I'm not a prophet in that sense. And I'm not here today to to call people up and to say, By this time next year, sometimes God will speak in a specific way. But I believe maybe God is speaking already to you. And maybe the first step, though, has to be still initiated where you need to make room. Because maybe God is ready and waiting, but there's no room yet. So maybe we need to make room in the coming days and weeks... And say, "Lord, here's the room. I'm making space for you." And really practically, what does that look like for us? What does making room look like? And see, you understand. one more thing, as, as I'll get to that. The miracle always happens in the margin. This is what Je- one thing Jedediah said at conference. "The miracle always happens in the margin making room you know when, when you have a loose leaf paper that you have a margin there's space on the left side yes there's space that's called the margin so when you have when you make space for god the miracle happens the other woman that we find in first kings 17 who was a widow from zarephath now i got it right i got it wrong the other sunday but the widow of zarephath she had to make room As long as she had jars, the oil flowed. The miracle always happens in the margin. Some of you need a miracle. And I believe God is simply saying to you, Make space. Make room. Make room and see what I will do. And so you know, here's the practical sense of making room. You know why you should come to church? Because it's a guaranteed way for you to make room in your calendar for Jesus. That if we say, hey, New Year's, we have something, make, we're making room. We're making it easy for you to make room, because you just have to commit to showing up. So that's why I say, you know what, come to church. If you don't know how to start, commit to showing up. I mean, if you're here, you're either here out of religious duty today, or you really love Jesus. So maybe I am preaching to the choir a bit today. But listen to me. I think that this is a word for the whole church, not even just Weston, the church. That I believe if we serve a big God, I have to believe that God has a lot he wants to pour out into my life. Guess what? Pastor John, make room. Make room. Um, I, have, I have a goal for myself for 2020. It has to do, deal with reading God's word. But it's so ambitious that I'm, I don't even know if I want to say it. But I, need, I want to do the math, and I want to figure out how many chapters are in the entire Bible, not just in one book of the Bible, But in the, and then I want to divide it by 40 days and figure out how many chapters a day do I have to read to get through the Bible in 40 days. And it is ambitious. I heard someone here say, wow. It's ambitious, but I feel like I need to make room for the Word of God in my life. And I don't want it to be, oh, over the course of a year, I'll read through it. It'll require me to make space in my calendar to have that kind of room for God's Word. Which means, instead of maybe watching Netflix when the kids are in bed, I might have to say, you know what, to get through, and I'm not a fast reader like my wife, like I'm slow. So to read one chapter, like it might take me ten minutes, no word of a lie. Because I read pretty slow to process. But to get through it, it might mean I need two hours a night. Or it might mean I need an hour in the morning, uh, half an hour at lunchtime, and then two hours at night. I don't know. But I really feel God saying, if you really want my word in you, you have to make space. In your time, in your calendar, to get the word of God in you. So church showing up here, this is a guaranteed place for us. Because we're making room. So just commit to showing up. If it's hard for you, if you're like, I can't read the Bible like that, Pastor John. I didn't say it was for you. I said, this is a hard challenge that I'm just processing and saying, Lord, is this just me or is this you? And then how do I go about doing it successfully? Make room. Praying and reading the Bible are like rails that a train rides on. But think about this. If you remove... One of the rails, what happens to the train? It derails, or it's not even railed to begin with. It'll just go off course and crash, right? Prayer and reading God's Word are like those rails. And so we need to learn to make space for these two things, reading of God's Word and for praying. Again, if what Jesus has for you is bigger and better, you have to make what? More room. More room. Again, here's the sentence: Prepare to the extent that you want to receive. Prepare to the extent that you want to receive. For for the Shunammite woman, she wasn't content with just the meal with the man of God. She said, "I'm going to prepare a space for him where he can spend the night, where where he can be really close by." The story goes on. I don't want to spoil it all. Um, but read it, because it gets really good. You know, every good story or movie has a lot of drama. It's okay, the kids are here. It's all good. Every story has drama, right? To make it a good movie. Well, this story has some of that as well. And so it's important for us to go home, make some space, and read this rest of this story with the Shunammite woman. Again, Second Kings chapter 4. Because... Uh, I don't want to get into it or else I'll never come back out of it. Prepare to the extent that you want to receive. You see, upon Mary and Joseph's arrival to Bethlehem, there was no lodging or room available. They made room in the stable, though. There was no room, but they made room. They said, there's the stable, there's a manger, the feeding trough, and they put Jesus in the feeding trough. And this is the King of Kings. The Lord of Lords. But, but God said, I'm going to send my son. And they have to make some room to receive him. Did everyone receive him? No. In fact, the very people he sent his son for rejected him. But today we have that opportunity to make room. Because I believe god has so much more for you for your life for your family for this church for our city for our province for our country i believe god has so much more but the church has to learn to make room and say lord come and fill this space we're going to make space guess what i this is the picture i have just like the jars with the oil we're going to make space god's going to fill it We're going to make more space, God's going to fill it. We're going to make even more space, and God's going to fill it. That's why we made the sanctuary bigger. Did you know that? Our capital campaign was called Overflow. And maybe some of you weren't here in 2017 when we started it. But the vision was always, how do we grow, God? This is just the platform. This is just the big jar of us saying, Lord, here it is. And this year, guess what? God began to bring people People were getting saved. People are getting saved at Weston. Did you know in the last three weeks, there were over 20 people that lifted their hands at the end of services to accept Christ as their Lord and Savior? That's what it's about, making space and making room. By the way, at the end of services, that's why I say, please, nobody leave. Don't walk out. Don't don't start distracting the room, because this is why we've come. That people would make space in their heart to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, make room. And so if you're in the room, hear my heart. When it comes to that moment, especially on Sundays, but maybe even at the end of this service, could we honor what God wants to do in people's lives enough that we don't move? And, and maybe you're like, I really have to pee. I get it. Go now then. (laughs) I get it. Don't wait till I'm about like, let's stand and pray. No distractions. And then you're like, I got to run. It happened to me at Salt and Light Conference. I I had to wait till he said, stand for the altar call. And Pastor Miguel was like, go to the bathroom. (laughs) Because I told him I'm not going to make it. (laughs) But we have to make space so that others can receive Christ. Prepare to the extent that you want to receive. So so to me, if you expect only a little from God, your expectation is small, you're not going to really prepare. But you're going to make big space if you're expecting a big God to fill a big space. You're going to prepare, and you're going to say, here I am, Lord. I've freed up so much, all of this for you, God. Encounter night. We're doing it again, 2020. The first Sunday of every, of every um, month. Why? Because... It is a small simple way of making space and saying we're making room for you God. You matter enough that we're going to make room and see what you will do. And so this is Mary and Joseph they're arriving and there's no room. But they found space, they made space. So my simple question today is are you making room for Jesus? Doesn't matter what you've done yesterday. Are you making room for Jesus today? Again, we make so much room for stuff that in light of eternity doesn't amount to anything much. But even one of the lyrics from one of our favorite Christmas songs, Joy to the World, the Lord is come, let earth receive our King, let every heart prepare Him room. Let heaven and nature sing. Let every heart prepare Him room. And, you know, it's, It's not make way, it's make room. It's not make way, make way. Abby knows Moana, right? (laughs) It's not not the Moana song make way, it's make room. You see, you could make a way, but that just means you're passing by or you're passing through. But God wants you, you to not just make way, make room. Which means he's coming to reside. He's coming to put a deposit there. There's room, there's space. It's like, no, don't leave, stay. Don't go, stay. Making way is just saying, here you go. It's me stepping out and, and just clearing a path. But I believe God wants us to not make way, but make room. And there is a difference. When we make room for Jesus, we're saying no to a whole bunch of stuff. And we're saying yes to, get this, Emmanuel, God with us. You see, God's intent and His purpose and His heart was very clear from the beginning. It was Emmanuel, God with us. So for him, he's like, I want to dwell. I want to be with you. Are you willing to make space? Are you willing to make room? So Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 and 7. I was going to ask Josiah if he wanted to recite it because he knows it. Do you want to? Here. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. You hold the mic. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. Awesome. Thank you. Amen. Oh, you want it back? Okay, here you go. Emmanuel, God with us. What are we making room for? Josiah said it. Wonderful counselor. Wonderful counselor. Some of you say, Pastor, I need to talk to you. And that's good. Some of us... We need to see a counselor like a real counselor. And I'll I'll say it, I'm not a counselor, I'm not a professional. I can give you sound biblical wisdom for life and living. But there are some occasions where we need to go see counselors. There's nothing wrong with that. But guess what? There's a third dimension. The wonderful counselor. That you can go to God, you can ask for wisdom. The Bible says, if any of you lack wisdom, James, let him ask. So he's your wonderful counselor. Some of us, were really good at running to our friends. And there's nothing wrong with that. There can be wisdom in broad counsel, but we never run to Jesus. But he's the wonderful counselor, the prince of peace. He's the prince of peace. Some of us need peace in the midst of chaos. And I'm not referring to having kids in the service. We've made room for them to be here. So, they're not a distraction. So, so, stay focused. But he's the wonderful counselor. But he's also Prince of Peace. And I know I mixed the order. That's okay. Prince of Peace. So, you're making room for God's peace in your life. He's Emmanuel, God with us. As you make room, guess what? The peace of God. The peace of God. Wonderful counselor. Mighty God. You're making room for God's power in your life. He's mighty God. You have the host of angel's army defending you when you make room for God. God Almighty. God Almighty. And He is there with you. He's the everlasting Father. We talked about just a few days ago on Sunday that long line with the green painter's tape in the middle. And we said this is eternity past, eternity future, but this green area represents the present, our present life here right now. But listen, we're making room here and now for Him, which also means I'm making room for eternal life through Christ. When, when I accept and I live in light of eternity, everything changes. Perspective changes. Stuff matters much less. Gifts, they're fun, they're great, but they matter much less in light of eternity. So make room. He's the everlasting Father. And He's the Prince of Peace. Look at Isaiah 9 verse 7. His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of His ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of Heaven's armies, will make this happen. The passionate commitment. So God is passionate about about what He said. God is passionate about His commitment toward you. Do you understand that? Let the reality of what that means hit you today. That He is passionate about His commitment toward you. And I don't know earthly commitments people maybe have disappointed you and scarred you even and maybe you're like I don't trust anyone and you're like maybe you're like everyone has to prove it now prove themselves to me I want you to know that God is faithful to his word and that if he says he's passionately committed about something you can take him at his word man might disappoint you or woman if you will might disappoint you but God and the word of the Lord will never fail. The word says. So think about it. The more I make room for God, the more access he has to showing me that he is a wonderful counselor, that he is the mighty God, that he is the everlasting father, and that he is the prince of peace. Lord, this is your passionate commitment to us. And so we want to make room. We want to make room for that. If if it was hardship and sorrow and bitterness and regret and, and shame and scorn and hurt, I'd be like, eh, no, thanks, God, I'll pass. Some of us were filled with bitterness. Some of us, we might be filled with with all of these sicknesses or or or, or problems, and we have to let go of them, just like the phone, to take a picture. Right When there's no more space, you have to delete a few things. Some of us in this room, maybe we're holding on to bitterness, or resentment, or anger. And I believe we got to press delete on a few of these things to make room for the good things that God wants to release in our lives. And you know those areas in your life. Allow the Holy Spirit to minister today to those areas. Because guess what? If you're hanging on to bitterness, you're probably the only one. If you're holding on to an offense, you're probably the one. And the one who offended you probably even has no clue. But you're holding on to an offense and I believe you've got to delete it in the name of Jesus and allow God to work and to make room for His thing, for what He wants. Make room for Jesus. You know, John 1 verse 14 says, So the word became human, or flesh, and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. And this is Jesus. Thank you so much for listening to the Sermon of the Week. God wants to work in your life, and we want to hear it. Please take a moment to share your story by emailing amen at westonroadchurch.com. Thanks again for joining us. We hope listening to this week's message has equipped you to be the light wherever you go.